Talk to my friend Drew Allen. And I'll tell you what, he's a tough guy. A millennial conservative. I've, I've become a big fan of One your writing. One of the great young thinkers of our time. Appreciate his opinion. Conservative Drew Allen. As die-hard conservative. to this guy for wisdom. The Democrats are, are pushing heavily Joe Biden to declare uh, a climate emergency. Now, it's wholly unconstitutional, but he doesn't care. The Democrats don't care. You know, we just had the Supreme Court of the United States rule that the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, doesn't have the authority to fundamentally transform America via these regulations away from fossil fuels. They cannot regulate CO2. They can't do it. And so now Biden thinks he can just do it himself. Congress won't go along with it. Joe Manchin won't support it. They don't have the votes in the Senate to pass any legislation to address climate change. And so they're encouraging Joe Biden to just do it himself. Go it alone. You know, embrace the dictator that you are. Go the distance. Declare this climate emergency and then unilaterally write a bunch of royal edicts, a bunch of executive actions to regulate fossil fuels out of existence and require the adoption of green new energy. You know, the free market won't adopt it because it doesn't work. It's not practical for most Americans, but the Democrats do not care. And I've got a clip coming up in a little bit of, um, you know, Mayor Pete, Mayor Pete uh, talking about this. And you'll hear, you'll hear they're doing this on purpose. You won't do as they command. So they're going to make your life so painful by driving energy costs up that they want to coerce and force you to do as they command. Now, look, you know, the climate is always changing and climate change is a hoax. You know, the Democrats, the climate change folks out there, they now interpret every single weather event as a consequence of CO2. Now, CO2, they've labeled a pollutant, right? So they can regulate it. And it's, it's ingenious. It really is. But without CO2, we'd all be dead. Earth wouldn't be inhabitable. It's not a pollutant. But it's a way that they have devised to trick Americans into giving up their liberty. But, you know, the, 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 the reason they really want the climate agenda to go through, because it's the most comprehensive means of controlling every single aspect of our lives in one fell swoop. One fell swoop. And I'll get into all the things that they already regulate over this, you know, but, but climate change is the ultimate hoax. The ultimate hoax to seize control over every aspect of our lives, to control the energy we use, the products we buy, the homes we live in, the food we eat. You know, and, and they tell us, of course, just like they did with COVID, you know, it's life or death. The world is going to end. It doesn't matter that it's always 50 years out, 100 years out. Their predictions never come true. You know, they still go ahead and they say, look, the world's going to end and we're all going to die if, if you and I don't just do exactly as the government says. It's, it's tyranny to a T. And that is climate change in a nutshell. Now, now you know, under the guise of man-made climate change, you know, they demand that we, that, that we live as they tell us to live. And they are, look, they regulate dishwashers. They, they regulate washing machines, toilets, light bulbs, stoves, ovens. But it's all for our own good, of course. Climate change is about nothing more than power and control. About reducing an entire population to citizens, servants, and slaves. 
But in fact, every, everything the Democratic Party does is about power and control. And you know what? Every civilization prior to the creation of the United States of America was built around totalitarianism. That was the system of government. Citizens were ruled over by an authoritarian figure or a group of elites. And we take it for granted. We don't understand what we have because we haven't known anything else. But let's look through history. It goes back before this, but, you know, ancient Egypt goes back to what? 3,100 BC. It's now 2022. CE, common era, as they've changed it. After Christ, after death, 2022. So that was over 5,000 years ago. Ancient Egypt. But people are generally familiar with Egypt, with the pharaohs, with the Jewish people. You had a uh, pharaoh. The Jews were slaves. You know, that was the unnatural state of man until 1776. When, that's when we were created. I mean, that's when the Declaration was written that asserted that, no, our rights don't come from man. They come from our creator. That, that is how magnificent America is, how unique it is. Think about this. 1776, we announced our independence from Great Britain. Great Britain had a king, King George III. And only 244 years ago, America was founded. We are a very, very young nation still. It's the great American experiment. And it's under attack right now. And the Democrats are doing their best to reverse that, to end that experiment, to go back to the way things have been for thousands and thousands of years before the advent of the United States of America and our amazing constitution and our assertion that our rights come from man, that we limit the government, not the people. 244 years, that's all we've been around for. The Roman Empire lasted about, what, a thousand years until it fell? That's from the very beginning until its fall. Now, pe people, like I said, they don't appreciate what we have how magnificent America is, because one, they're no longer taught how unique and magnificent this country is. It's one of a kind. The greatest country in the history of all mankind. The freedoms we enjoy, the wealth, the prosperity, the opportunity, to this day, no nation has done better. But we take it all for granted, and that's natural. I mean, how could we not? How could we not? But we are in denial, and that's, this is what I want to push push home today. We are in denial about what is happening in America and to America right now. Americans are in denial about what Joe Biden and the Democratic Party are doing to this country, what their intentions are. Can I ask you a question? Do you believe that evil exists in this world? Murderers, mass shooters, rapists, cartels, Thieves, looters, groomers. Of course, evil exists. It's all around us. And evil has always existed as long as mankind has existed. And it's always existed in America as well. It's not unique to America. It's simply a symptom of the fallible nature of mankind. But what we are witnessing in America today is evil we have never seen on this scale before. And the problem is that many Americans just refuse to accept it. They refuse to acknowledge it. 
They don't want to believe that Biden and the Democrats can be evil, are evil. And that's the truth. They are evil. What they are doing is evil. Their policies are evil. The individuals in the government are evil. Now look at history. What have individual human beings craved since the beginning of mankind? Power. Power. Why? Why? I I don't know. Uh, They're insecure. They're hate-filled. They're arrogant. They're evil. They're corrupt. They're human beings. I, I don't know. I'm not a shrink. I don't know why Hitler did what he did. I mean, I know a little bit about Hitler. Why he craved power, what happened to him in his life. Sure, there's a psychological case study there, but nonetheless, he was consumed with evil. Stalin, same thing. Mussolini, Roman emperors, kings, pharaohs. Do we need to know why? Why they craved power to recognize that they did and that it was wrong? We may never know why. But we know that people crave power. That they're consumed by a desire to rule over others, to conquer others, to subjugate them, control their lives. It's happened in every country and every civilization throughout mankind's history. I know that. And totalitarianism, authoritarianism, that was the way of the world until the creation of America. But even today, those things haven't disappeared. Look at China. Look at, look at Putin. Look at Venezuela. Look at, look at even Europe. Most countries have faux democracies. They elect their leaders. But their government still oppressed them. Socialism, what's that about? That is the political ideology throughout Europe. The government provides for the people, takes care of the people, taxes the people, controls the people. It doesn't matter who was elected in these socialist countries because they don't have the U.S. Constitution. They don't. They don't have unalienable rights. They don't believe that the government is their servant. That's what America believes. No, no, these socialist countries, even in Europe, that you like to visit and vacation at, They believe the government's their master. They don't believe in their capacity for self-governance. They don't believe in themselves. They believe that the world is unfair and the government has to rectify all wrongs. They elect people to tell them what to do and how to live their lives. In America, we would elect people who are going to stand up for freedom, who are going to fulfill their oath of office to uphold the Constitution. But not anymore. That's not the case. But nonetheless, We are different from Europe. We are different from other nations in that respect. At least as far as the Constitution, our founding. And I would say say to you right now, we, we have not seen, we have not been in a situation like we are in America today, never before in our history. It is worse than at any other time in our 244 year history. Well, Drew, what about, what about slavery in the Civil War, huh? What about that? Yeah, slavery was egregious. But that too, just like totalitarianism, was common. It wasn't right. It was amoral, but it was common throughout the world. The Jews were slaves. The Romans had slaves. Everyone had slaves. That was the unnatural state of the world. Just as every country in the world had kings and dictators. And so, yeah, we had slavery in America too. It was as amoral here as it was amoral elsewhere at any other time in American, well, in in world history. But we killed one another to eradicate the vile practice. It's not a stain on this nation. Just like the monarchy, which we overthrew, we overthrew slavery through a civil war. And we fulfilled the vision of the founding fathers after 1964, when we made it unlawful to discriminate against blacks, for example, based on religion, gender, et cetera. That too, segregation, that was horrendous. 
I'm not downplaying that amorality, but, but we are worse off today than we were before the civil rights movement because today we have a president and politicians and worse, citizens who want to be subjugated. President and politicians who want to subjugate every American, not just black Americans, every American. They want to steal the liberty of all Americans. And the Democratic Party is the authoritarian party. They want to rule over us. They want to control us. They want power, power to tell you and I how to live our lives. And tens of, a millions, tens of millions of Americans are justifying it. They have no problem with it, are encouraging it, demanding it. It's insane. Everything the Democratic Party is doing is intended to render you dependent upon them, their policies, their platform. It's all geared towards this and only this, power. They believe that you and I are as subhuman as they believed slaves were. That's the truth. They believed the slave, slave owners that it was their right to subjugate other human beings, that their role was to, to, to live in the plantation house and enrich themselves on the backs of their slaves. They told themselves that the slave wasn't capable of doing anything more than being a slave. That was their role in society, of plowing the fields, of serving them. That was the natural order they believed in. And this is no different today. <clears throat> and the Democrats are trying to reverse engineer here because we are free men right now. And so how did slavery persist, so long, persist as long as it did? Well, the slave had to be convinced, believe that he could do no better. <clears throat> The slave owners had to ensure that the slave couldn't survive or didn't believe they could survive without the slave owner. So they fed them. They kept them alive. They made it impossible for the slave to do anything else. They couldn't become citizens. They couldn't find freedom. Their only choice was slavery. It's how they maintained the institution. They enacted laws to protect it, to maintain it. And that's what the Democrats are doing today. They're trying to reverse engineer it. We aren't slaves today. Our system stands in their way. Our constitution stands in their way. We don't need them, so they have to make us need them. <clears throat> or think we need them. And this forced transition away from fossil fuels to green, renewable energy, which is not renewable, it's not green, it's one means by which they intend to control you. They are intentionally driving up the cost of oil so that you suffer. Here, let's listen to, uh, to our buddy here, Mayor Pete, what he had to say. This, this, this tells you everything you need to know. Of course, the more pain we are all experiencing from the high price of gas, the more benefit there is for those who can access electric vehicles. So there is Mayor Pete, not even hiding it, just coming out and saying, yeah, this is a good thing. The pain is good. It's by design. It's intentional. Because only through making Americans suffer will they consider buying electric vehicles. Consider going along with our plans for them with climate change. Now, you know, only 2% only of Americans drive electric vehicles. 2%. But the Democrats, Mayor Pete here is telling 98% of Americans that we must drive electric cars. Now, if electric cars, vehicles were actually desirable and useful to a majority of Americans, we would all be driving them. But they aren't. They aren't just impractical. They're also unaffordable. But solar panels, it was the same thing. It was the same thing. Now, we can look at what happened with the solar panel push and see what's in our future with the push for electric vehicles as well. You know, um, back in 2006, I live in California, 
And uh, back in 2006, that's when California really began pushing for people to adopt solar panels on their homes to provide energy, right? And they were too expensive. So the, uh, the government, the state government here, of course, and eventually the national government began subsidizing it, right? To, to artificially bring down the cost so that people would install solar panels. Now, solar panels have a lifespan, a life cycle of 25 to 30 years. And so we've been, not me, because I'm not a loon, but you know, people in California especially have been putting these solar panels on their homes and using them uh, since 2006. Well, guess what? Now these solar panels, they have to be thrown away. They have to be discarded. And they're filling up our landfills. And these solar panels are made from contaminants, you know, like lead, selenium, they're toxins. And they're now worried about how they're going to contaminate groundwater. They don't know what to do with the solar panels that they forced on people, that they coerced people to put on their homes, that they convinced people to start utilizing and transitioning to. This was always about money. That's it, money. People wanted to make their fortunes off of this green new transition. It was a scam. It was always a scam. And so now you got all these, these solar panels that are about to expire and uh, nobody's prepared to deal with the waste. There's no financial incentive to recycle them. None of it can be reused. So now we've got a very serious situation. Now, climate change is a hoax. And discarded batteries, the components in, in them and the solar panels and the batteries in your electric vehicle, they're more detrimental to the, to the environment than oil and gas. Lithium, for example, which is what electric vehicles use for their batteries, lithium ion batteries, lithium's toxic. The climate change wackos don't want to control the climate. They want to control you and me. Cheap energy and cars, they provide freedom and mobility. They provide independence, autonomy. This is why that's under assault. You know, here's the thing, right? If the Democrats are trying to reverse engineer here and make us slaves to empower themselves so they can, they can control the people, they have to attack everything that stands in the way of that. This is why they attack the suburbs, why they hate the suburbs, why Obama, he tried to implement these zoning policies that were going to bring the inner cities to the suburbs because they want to punish the successful, because they hate people that don't need them. We're too big for our britches to think that we can rule our own lives. And people who escape to the suburbs because they've worked hard and gotten jobs and have a chance to get out of the cities, well, the Democrats hate that. They need everyone to be dependent. But as long as we have a strong economy, as long as we have nuclear families, as long as we are comfortable. We've got no need for them. Why do they want to ban guns? Why do they hate guns? We just had the good guy with a gun that prevented a, a more horrific mass shooting. Three people were killed at that mall. But a 22-year-old who had a firearm stopped the shooter. It took him 15 seconds to respond. Now, I've got a clip from CNN. I'll play it in a second. It's amazing. It's ama they don't know what to do them with themselves with this story because it proves that they're a bunch of liars and frauds. And CNN thoroughly embarrasses itself. They, they, they show how stupid they truly are 
in the clip I'll play, the exchange, trying to spin this, trying to convince us why guns are a bad thing when they're used for self-defense, when a gun was just used to save lives. But they don't hate guns because guns are used to kill innocent Americans. If they did, they'd be talking about Chicago nonstop, but they don't. Innocent Americans are killed with illegally purchased firearms in Chicago every day. New York as well. They don't even mention it. They don't care about it. They want to ban guns because they don't want you to have the ability to defend yourself. They want you relying upon the government to defend you, which they cannot do. They not only want to control you, they want you defenseless. Now, totalitarians, of course, fear revolution, right? Or even if they don't fear revolution, they fear a population who is capable of standing up for themselves and defending themselves against tyranny. If the colonists hadn't had firearms, uh, they wouldn't have fared very well against King George III and the greatest naval force in the history of mankind. So they want to disarm you so that only they have the guns. Guns are the great equalizer. And an armed populace can say enough, can say no, can rise up, can protect themselves. So gun control isn't about saving lives. It's about controlling your life. So I, I want to play this clip from, from CNN, all right? Let, let's get this queued up here. You know, I've heard this statement about the bad guy with a gun um, only being stopped by a good guy with a gun. And as you point out, we can think of that a couple ways. One is how often are these incidents stopped after law enforcement arrives? But because so many of them are stopped before law enforcement arrives, what's the total number of cases in which an armed civilian is shooting the perpetrator? Um, and that's really simple math, right? It's those 12 divided by the total 433. It means overall less than 3% of the time uh, a good guy with a gun is, is shooting um, the active shooter or mass shooter. You know, so I guess I just say to people out there, if you think, you know, I need to carry a gun with me when I go out in public today because I'm going to be protecting myself from an active shooter and stopping one of these things or be a hero, the data clearly show um, don't make that decision based on emotion or how it feels. Make it on the evidence, which says that's, that's almost impossible it's going to happen. So we just witnessed an instance, and there are many others, by the way, they just don't get covered. But we just had an instance in which a young man with a firearm, with a gun, saved lives, stopped an active shooter from uh, you know, killing additional people. And CNN is sitting here saying, well, you know, that's not an argument to have armed citizenry because it doesn't happen that often. They will not celebrate this gunman. They're going out of their way uh, to, 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 to avoid, of course, discussing what a heroic effort this was, that this person saved lives, that a good guy with a gun did save life. Their response on CNN there, you just heard it is, well, you know, the odds are you'll never be in one of these situations anyway. So don't, don't even think about it. We, don't, we do not need American citizens to have guns. I mean, this guy responded within 15 seconds of this shooter opening fire. How long would it have taken the police to arrive on the scene? How many more people would have been killed if this good guy with a gun hadn't been there to protect the other people around him in that mall, in that shopping center? That's an argument to have people. And look, this is the thing. This guy was 22 years old, totally responsible. The description of him was calm, cool, collected. He even instructed people to just move out of his way as he moved in to take the shot. 
People who are going to concealed carry are responsible citizens. If you're uncomfortable with a gun, you don't have to carry a gun. But murders are not being carried out in this country by people with a concealed carry permit or that are exercising their concealed carry right. And we know that 94% of the mass shootings occur in places in which they prohibit guns on the premises because the active shooter doesn't want to be stopped. Does this make sense to you? You know, it's like, hey, uh, let's, uh, let's move away from fossil fuels and go to electricity that also require fossil fuels. Okay. This is the insanity of the left. A good guy with a gun just saved people's lives, but it doesn't happen that often. I mean, how, how can you not look at this situation and be grateful? I mean, are those people that survived because of this brave young man who had a gun on him to stop the shooter? Are they saying, gosh, I wish this guy hadn't, had, hadn't had a gun? I mean, I sure wish he didn't have a gun. I mean, this stuff doesn't happen very often anyway. He shouldn't have had a gun. No, they're thankful because their lives were saved. You know, the attack on guns is just like everything else. An attack on our individual liberty. They don't want us to be able to defend ourselves. They don't want us to be able to feed ourselves. They don't want us to be able to provide for ourselves. They don't want us to be happy. You know, the, the, the welfare state is about this very thing. It's about power and control. If you depend on the government, the government controls you. The Democrat Party needs broken people. They need suffering. They need turmoil. They need to create problems so that they have an opportunity to present themselves as your savior. But they're not our saviors. They are creating and wreaking havoc on this nation. They are evil people. They need broken people who believe that their salvation can be found in the Democratic Party, creating a need for their existence. You know, the welfare stuff, it's no different than, than, than a private sector job. Think about it this way. If you depend upon a paycheck, which many of us do, from our employer, well, they, they have the ability to control you, do they not? They can abuse you if they, if they choose to. Now, the difference in the private sector, of course, is that you have other options. You can find another job. But many people continue to work for companies that are terrible, that they're unhappy in, because they need the check. They need the health care, whatever else. They do as they're told for fear of losing their source of income. That's what the Democratic Party, that's what the government wants to do as well. They want you to do as they say, because at any moment they can take that away from you, tear that away from you. Look at how they abuse the social security system. Now, never mind the fact that there is no money. That myself, for example, who's 35 years old, is paying into a system in which they're already writing IOUs. But every time we want to reform social security, every time we bring up the fact that it's a broken system, that we don't have the money for it, that it's not a good idea. In fact, it's, it's counterproductive because people could take that money and invest it and make way more money, have, have greater savings in their retirement than if the government just took that money and used it to spend like a bank, like we loaned them the money. Well, every time we bring it up, they say what? Oh, you want to take money away from. You see how they do this? They get you hooked. They get you hooked. And they use it against you. They dangle it in front of you. Oh, hey, hey, um, you know, we could, we could really hurt you right now. You need us. No, we don't. We don't. What is power, by the way? It's the ability to what? Direct the behavior of others. How do you gain power? Well, you have to have people depend upon you, to believe that they need you, to do as you tell them. And at some point, people don't want to do what they're told. 
Our natural state is not actually slavery. Our natural state is freedom. That's what America stands for, has stood for. That's what unalienable rights are all about. Our rights don't come from man. They don't come from Democrats. They come from our creator. Now, government's a necessary evil, of course. It's pragmatic, first and foremost. But it should be used sparingly with very specific and limited authority. It's, it's why our Constitution enumerates the power the government has. It limits the power the government has. It established government, but tells the government what it can and cannot do. But tyrants don't want to be limited. They want absolute power, so they hate the Constitution. They hate the Constitution. So they have to chip away at anything and everything that stands in their way of achieving this dictator status. At the green new energy thing, the entire economy, our lives depend upon reliable and affordable energy which comes exclusively from gas, from oil, from coal. So they got to chip away at that because we don't need them. Same with the transgender crap, the confusion, the annihilation of our children, the annihilation of the nuclear family. It's all a trap. It's all a trap aimed at one thing. You know, um, I, I, I want to I I, I address the Mayor Pete thing again, okay? You know, Mayor Pete said he wants pain. The pain is intentional. It's good. It's good. Now, Representative Thomas Massey in that exchange told Buttigieg at another point that it would take four times as much electricity to charge the average household's cars as the average household uses on air conditioning. So if we reach this goal by 2030 that Biden has of this 50% adoption of electric vehicles instead of 100% adoption, that means the average household would use twice as much electricity charging one of their cars as they would for all of the air conditioning they use for the entire year. But what else is under attack? The use of electricity for air conditioning. They want to they limit it. Do you see where this is going? They're going to inhibit our ability to travel and have autonomy because they're going to control the electricity. They're going to attack us for using electricity for our cars. Look, take this away with you today. The Democratic Party is a fundamentally anti-American, un-American party. Whereas this country was founded on the premise that we had individual liberty, unalienable rights, that we were autonomous, independent, self-reliant. Well, those things stand in the way of dictators, of tyrants. And so everything the Democrats are doing is aimed at removing your ability to defend yourself, your individual liberty. They're destroying the economy and bringing it to its knees so that we are no longer independent. We are no longer autonomous, no longer self-reliant. That's what this is all about. The inflation that they've caused has been intentional. The gas price is intentional to get us away from a system that works for the people. They want to take control of everything so that they can take control of our lives. It's why they attack the nuclear family. It's why uh, you have the HH HHS secretary saying that he wants more children to be able to get on puberty blockers and transition at an early age? Why would you do this to our children? Why would you destroy them? Why would you harm them? 
Why would you spread mental illness throughout this country? Well, you need broken people so you can rule over them. People who are confident, they have no need for you. But they also have to create problems, right? So that they can be your savior, to get new voters, to get people to look to them for their salvation. That's what's going on here. And it's ramped up, and it's only going to get worse. The economy is going to continue to, to get worse. And the Democrats, meanwhile, their main objective is to convince you that they're not responsible for it, that they're going to fix it, that the Republicans are at fault. That's where this is going, is we go into midterms and then after midterms. The message will be, it's the Republicans' fault. You know, They stood in our way. Manchin stood in our way. If we were just able to do everything we wanted, if you American people, you plebeians, you slaves and servants would just do as you're told, you'd be happy. But our happiness doesn't come from them. It comes from within. And I'm sick and tired of this. They are at war with Americans. You know, the Biden administration, by the way, uh, they're trying to pass legislation. It got held up in the Senate. It passed the House. The Senate's not going to pass it. But they want to... Um, well, it's another thing that they want to, to overturn that Trump did. Uh, basically, they want to do away with independent contractors. Do away with independent contractors. Make everyone a W-2 employee that is working for somebody else. They can be told what to do. Everything is about attacking our ability to create for ourselves, to determine our own futures. But to do that, they have to destroy everything that has made this nation great. The Constitution. You know, it's nothing new for somebody to create crises to assume power. I was watching a documentary about ancient Rome and Commodus, right? The character that the Gladiator movie was very, very loosely based on. I mean, some of the characters existed, and that's about where it stopped. But Commodus had an advisor that basically he put in control of the Roman Empire while he was busy, uh, you know, doing stuff like Hunter Biden, right? Avoiding responsibility and just uh, banging chicks and, and doing the equivalent of crack cocaine back then. Well, this advisor was too big for his britches. He wanted power. He wanted to overthrow the emperor and become essentially the emperor himself. Well, the Roman people, the population of plebeians out there, well, they depended upon grain supplies to eat. That was their primary source. Without grain, they would starve. And so according to this documentary, this uh, advisor here, the Commodus, entrusted with running the Roman Empire, well, he stopped the grain shortages. He started buying grain shortages himself and putting them aside. He was trying to create famine and starvation in the Roman Empire so that they would blame Commodus and he could swoop in and give the grain that he had stolen from the Roman people back to them and say, look, I'm sharing this with you. The Roman emperor, Commodus, he has overseen this famine. He's irresponsible, but I'm going to take care of you. So come to me. But in order to do this, he had to make the people starve. That was the plan. It didn't work out for him. It didn't end that way. They figured it out. But that's what the Democrat Party does time and time again. They create violence in the streets. That's why they, they, these DAs get in office and release these criminals. They put murderers back on the streets, criminals. That's why there are these protests. That's why there's violence. They have to create havoc so that they can blame the Republican Party, put it on their shoulders and say, look, 
Only we, the Democratic Party, can resolve this. We created inflation. We've ruined your children. We've caused gas prices to, ri to rise. But don't worry, don't worry. Uh, it's not really our fault. It's Putin's fault. It's Trump's fault. It's somebody else's fault. It's certainly not our fault. Because they want people to believe that they're the ones uniquely qualified to solve the problems that they created in the first place. This is what the Democratic Party is about. By, very, by their very design and nature, they must have problems in order to have a reason to exist in this nation. If everything was going well, no one would need them. And so they're the party of malcontents, the anarchists, the people that are intentionally destroying this country so that they can try and rise up and rule over us under this new creation that they foresee for us that takes us back to the time of the Egyptians, King George III, other emperor dictatorships, totalitarian regimes throughout history that do not have the means to provide for themselves because the system has finally been turned and weaponized against the people so that we can never achieve anything without the government again. That's what they're trying to do with this. All right. God bless you all. This is Drew Allen. Until next time.